those that need healing spiritually. There's those that need healing mentally, financially. God is here today and he wants to change your life. There's those here today, maybe you don't even know who Jesus is. You know, maybe you've heard about him. For me, he's the best thing I've ever found, the best friend I've ever had. He's radically changed my life. And I know he can do it for you too. You know, the Lord Jesus, he gave his life on that cross on Calvary so that you and I might be saved. God has salvation here today. You know, that's a healing. Do you realize that? That's the greatest miracle that you will ever witness is someone giving their heart to Jesus Christ. And you know, there's some of us that fight that. You know, we just, oh, I know someday maybe I got to get saved, but it's not yet. It's not today. Don't let the enemy fool you like that. I, I guarantee you we could go around this place today and testimony after testimony after testimony of people that are saved and they're so glad they're saved and that some will give the testimony. You know what? I waited and I waited just too long. I was supposed to have been saved a long time ago, but I fought it because I wasn't ready to give up my will yet. And that's where a lot of us have found ourselves. But there's healing here today. There's healing here today. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. I love this portion of scripture. It's Jesus himself speaking these words. Verse 28 of Matthew chapter 11, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, the Lord Jesus here is extending an invitation to each and every one of us. And he's just saying, come. You know, and that's a command. He just doesn't mean come. He means come now. He says, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, science has even proved that weariness can lead to a heart attack because weariness brings stress. And I don't understand all that biology of the body and the chemistry of it, how it infects the endorphins and all the other aliens that I guess are around us. But, you know, weariness does no good for you. It does, there's not one benefit you can find of being, you know, being weary. The word weary itself, it's a, it means physically or mentally exhausted by hard work, exertion, or strain. And this definition here really hit me. Weary can mean impatient or dissatisfied with something. Think on that for a second. Weary, dissatisfied with something. How many times in our life does a situation come across that we're just not satisfied with? We're disappointed in it. And you know that itself will bring weariness to you. But Jesus said, don't worry about it. Come to me. You can find your perfect rest 
in me. You know, this world has nothing but trouble and strife for us. You know, sometimes we, you know, life is going good. You know, boy, I don't have a care in the world, man. My job's going good. My family's healthy. So what do we do? The first thing we do is forget about God because everything's good. But boy, when we have a tragedy, who's the first one we call on? Oh, God, why have you done this to me? Why do we always blame him? You know, there's different things that can cause stress in our life, that can bring weariness, that can become a burden in our life. I would dare say there's not one person here that could say that they've never been weary or they've never had a burden in their life. Well, pray for your lying spirit first. Every one of us have experienced something like that. You know, life itself, sometimes we, we lose our job. Sometimes we lose a loved one. Sometimes we just can't find a job. Sometimes we don't know how we're going to put food on the table. We don't know how we're going to pay the next bill that comes due. And those are all things, you know, that the enemy wants you to just get swallowed up by. You know, my body's just not like it used to be. Everything doesn't work the way it should anymore. I have a hard time getting around. You know, it's all those little things that try to distract us. You know, things aren't going good at home. Things aren't going good at church. Things aren't going good at work. Things aren't going good at school. We can always find something that will just bring us stress or weariness or become a burden to us. You know, when I see uh, the word burden, I think of burden. I, I always automatically see a donkey loaded down, a burrow loaded down. And you know what? That, that donkey underneath all of that weight just keeps going. And that always has amazed me. I mean, I have seen some ridiculous loads on a burrow that, you know, my pickup truck would have a hard time hauling, let alone a burrow. But you know what? That burrow just digs in and does what he has to do. How many times when weariness or a burden hits you, you give up? It's just easy to give up. Let it overtake you. No, we've, be, we've got to become like that burrow. And no matter how heavy the load, how heavy the burden, we just got to say, wait, I'm carrying it on and I'm taking it to the cross because I got to leave it there. It's not meant for us to carry. That's why Jesus said, come to me, that he would give us rest. And you know, his rest is perfect. You realize that? The rest that God can give you is perfect. There is nothing, absolutely nothing in this world that can give you rest. I don't care if you have a $10,000 mattress. If you do, invite us over and we'll spend the night, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter what we sleep on. If inside we're, t we're just in turmoil, it doesn't matter. We might as well sleep on a two-by-four. We're going to get as good a night's rest. See, and the enemy always gives us things that just will make us in turmoil. You know, we get thinking that, oh, people don't love us. People don't like us. People don't want to be with us. It's not about that. So when we're burdened down, you know, we're really carrying something that we're not supposed to be carrying. You hear that? 
when we're burdened down, we're carrying something that we're not supposed to carry. And we get so upset with ourselves. We get, we get so upset with people. We get so upset with circumstances. And that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do because that takes our minds off in him. It takes our minds off in where they're supposed to be. You know, life stinks. Even though we could have good things all the time, but you know what? Life stinks because there's always something around the corner waiting for us. You know, and it's really hard, you know, when we have to deal with situations that we don't want to have to deal with. I get the unfortunate duty of doing a lot of that stuff, and I just don't like doing it. I just don't. But the Lord has showed me, too, that even though sometimes I have to do that, it's not meant for me to carry it. You understand? Not meant for me to carry it. I'm there to help whoever needs the help. I'll stand by my brother. I'll lift him up. I'll do whatever. I'll help him carry that load to get rid of it. Because it's not meant for him to carry. How many here can be honest with yourselves today? Right now, you're going through something. You're weary. You're carrying a burden that you're not meant to carry. Who will be honest with me right now and say, yes, that's me? Look at that. Okay. Just about every one of us. Yeah, some of us have two arms up. But God has told us today is a day of healing. That was weak. Today is a day of healing. Amen? Today is a day of healing. God wants you to be able to take whatever you're carrying and lay it at the foot of the cross and say, I'm not carrying it any longer. It's done with. It's over. I need that peace. I need the perfect peace of God. Peace that passes all understanding. You know what? Too many of you have your eyes on situations. And if you remain with your eyes on situations, you're never going to have your eyes on Jesus. And your situations will destroy you. Your situations will just depress you. Why do you think there's so many that commit suicide every year? It's terrible. They just get to a breaking point because they're carrying something they're not meant to carry. We take on the weight of the whole world sometimes because we think this is what my lot in life is. I have to carry this. I have to take on the pressure whether maybe it's I got to carry the whole load at work because nobody else is doing their part. Maybe church is falling apart. I got to stand in the gap. I got to do whatever God wants me to do. Well, you better make sure he's called you to do that. If not, it's going to overtake you. It's going to overtake you. But he says, come. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. Some versions say heavy laden. You know, we have to offer ourselves to God. We have to offer our burdens to God. You know, we sang the, the song today about uh, uh, the fire. You provide the fire. And then what's the next part say? 
Wow. Can you really say that this morning? Can you really say, God, here I am. God, you've provided the fire. Here I am. I'm the sacrifice, God. Burn within me. And let me tell you, when you do that, it's going to hurt because he's burning up all the stuff that doesn't belong within you. All that stuff. You better be ready. If you're asking God to purge you, to purify you, be ready. But let me tell you, it's the best choice, the best decision you will ever do. Amen? You know, I love the story of Abraham. Probably everybody here has heard the story of Abraham when the Lord told him to take his son Isaac and to take him up to the mountain and give him as a sacrifice unto God. You know, people in the world will say, what kind of a loving God is that that would tell a man to kill his son as a sacrifice? That is such a, a, a prideful God. That's a God that's so full of himself that he's asking a man to sacrifice his son for his sake. But God knew what he was doing. And Abraham knew what he was doing. He was obedient to God. He told Isaac, you know what, son? Go gather some wood. We're taking a trip, just you and me. And we're going up to the mountain to provide a sacrifice for God. How hard as a father would that be, knowing that he's got to take his son and take him up to a mountaintop, tie him down to a fire and light it and sacrifice him to God. But that's what God asked him to do. You know what? God didn't want, act, uh, he didn't want Isaac, did he? It wasn't about Isaac. It was about Abraham's heart. And who does he serve and who does he believe? God was providing the fire that day. And Abraham said, you know, I'll bring the sacrifice. Abraham loved God enough that he knew. He knew the promise that God had already given him about Isaac. Do you realize that? And if God told him to sacrifice him, Abraham didn't have a problem with it because he already knew the promises that God says that he was going to do through Isaac. So God, uh, Abraham knew that if he had to sacrifice Isaac, that God would raise him from the dead and bring him back because all the people that followed him to the base of the hill, he looked at him and says, stay here, just Isaac and I are going to the top. He says, and we will be back. Do you hear that? He didn't say, I'll be back. He says, we will be back. It's not because he had some cleverly devised plan to fool God and I'll make it look like I'm sacrificing my son, but I'll just bring him up. No, he was going to sacrifice his son. He got him up there, he put him on that fire, and he took out the knife and he was ready to sacrifice his son to God. And just as he was getting ready to plunge that knife in him, all of a sudden he heard this voice, Abraham, don't do it. And he was ready to do it. Then all of a sudden God says, look over there in that bush. I provided a sacrifice for you. There was a ram that was stuck in the thickets over there. And that's what he went over and grabbed that ram and substitute for his son and sacrifice that ram. It was all about the heart condition of Abraham. God's looking at your heart today. Where's your heart? And he's asking you today, what is your Isaac? 
What is your Isaac that God is telling you today to bring to the altar and sacrifice it to God? What Isaac is in your life that you can't let go of and give it up to God yet because you're afraid to lose control of something? Maybe you've got a child that's lost. Maybe that once knew Jesus. That child is your Isaac. And you just got to give him to God or give her to God. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe it's something that you're dealing with, a problem that you're going through at, at home, at work, at church, wherever. What is your Isaac today? What is it that is making you so burdened and so heavy laden, so weary, that finally today you've got to say enough is enough? I want to look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, God wants to help you in your time of need. He has provided everything for you. Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, he wants to provide exactly what you need today to get you over and through until he comes for his bride. Maybe the first thing is giving your heart to Jesus. Maybe you've never done that. You don't even know what it is. It's simple. Jesus Christ came to this earth to die for your sins, not to die for his because he was sinless. He came to die for your sins. What kind of person would do that? Pay the price for somebody else. Jesus Christ. He came to die for each and every one of us. And all we have to do is say, Lord, here I am a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. And be Lord of my life. Yes. It's that simple. You don't have to run 50 miles. You don't have to knock on 350,000 doors. You don't have to pay so much money to get saved. You just have to say, Lord, here I am, a sinner. Forgive me of my sins, God. Purify me, cleanse me. You know, that's usually the biggest burden that we carry is the weight of sin. You realize that? But we're not meant to carry that. Jesus says, come, give it to me. He'll supply everything for our need. Absolutely everything. You know, the promise that he gave there was rest for our souls. Rest for our souls. You know, to me, that's, that's awesome. How many enjoy a good rest? Amen? <laughs> How many right now need a good rest? That hour was bogus last night that we gained. I woke up an hour early. Didn't do me any good. They need to just stop messing with our clocks and leave us alone. Amen? <laughs> just when I get in a pattern, they want to come and disrupt me. But every one of us need rest. Every one of us need that perfect peace from God. 
and it's here today for you. And if you don't leave with it, whose fault is it? Your own fault. Because he's got it for you. He's got a healing for you today. Whatever it is, whatever the circumstance, whatever you're dealing with, God is the answer. Yes, God is the answer. He has it for you. He's given us the guidebook. The SOP for Christianity right here. The Word of God. I want to read to you a portion of Scripture that I just, I love. Everybody knows it. Psalm 23. But maybe it's never really resonated in your spirit. And today, I believe God's going to just make it all new to you. He'll make it fresh to you. And just to me, look at the love that a father has for us when we read this chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a comforting psalm. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone out and just laid in the grass? The sun beating down on your face, the birds singing. What a just peaceful, restful feeling that is. And it says here that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And when I do that, he restores my soul. God wants you to rest in him today. There's not a lot of green pastures left. The grass is dying, but, you know, we can still lay down in his presence. It's not the grass that did the thing. It's the presence of God. And the presence of God is in this place today. He wants to bring rest to you today. He wants to restore your soul today. He guides me in paths of righteousness. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Have you ever felt like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death? Like everything around you is just going wrong? But you realize it didn't say that even though I walk through the valley of death. It says I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. What creates a shadow? You've got to have two things, right? You've got to have light. And then something to stand in front of that light to cast a shadow. Who's the light? God is the light. Jesus is the light. Amen? And he's going before us in that valley. And he's casting the shadow on that valley. 
and we're walking through the shadow of death. We're not actually walking through death. Jesus is the one that paid the price. If we live in him, we will never die. Our bodies will someday, but our spirit man will never die. And we have a choice of where that, that spirit man is going to go after death. Okay? Is there life after death? You better believe it. Not like the world thinks there is. All right? I'm not coming back as a cat or a dog. I'm not coming back, period, after death like that. You know when I come back to this earth, you know who I'm coming with? Jesus. Tells us that in Revelation. But life after death holds one of two things for us. Either we're spending eternity with God in heaven or we're spending eternity without God in hell. There's nothing else. There's nothing in between. When this body dies and we're put in the ground, our spirit man has to go someplace. And if we're saved, if we've asked Jesus Christ into our heart, we're going to be with him. But if we haven't, just haven't had time to do it. I know I have to, but I haven't had time. And if you die without knowing Jesus Christ, it says no one comes to the Father but through Jesus. Then our eternity is in hell. And you know what? Once you're in hell, there's no getting out. There's no get out of hell free card. There's not any do not pass hell and go to heaven. Oh, our people can pray me out of hell. No, they can't. It's not possible. Our decision for our eternity is now. Whether we choose to serve Jesus or we choose to serve Satan. Because that's it. Oh, I don't, I don't serve Satan. I couldn't do that. Well, if you don't serve God, that's who you're serving because they're it. You either serve God or you serve Satan. There's no middle ground. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, see, and I, I read this and I see he's got a sense of humor as well. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You ever see it that way? He has such a confidence, and he wants us to have such a confidence that he can prepare a table, a banquet for us, and we can sit down in the presence of our enemies, and it will not harm us. That's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of protection that God gives for us. That's why God doesn't want us to be worried. That's why God doesn't want us to be burdened. You know, in verse 30 of our main chapter there in Matthew, it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, his yoke, his belief. See, every time we see that, how many people think of a, a yoke around the collar of an ox or something like that? You know what? It's got nothing to do with that at all. Absolutely nothing. If you look at the Jewish culture and what they believe in when those young boys grow up, they all grow up having to learn the Torah. Okay? And that's the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Okay? And um, they have a teacher. 
that instructions you this, and it's a rabbi. Okay, rabbi is teacher. And the rabbi has his interpretation of what the Word of God says. And it's called the rabbi's yoke. A rabbi's yoke is his belief of Scripture. And when it says to uh, take upon your rabbi's yoke, that means to learn his teachings of the Word of God. And that's what this is saying here. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How could a yoke be easy? You would think if it's the yoke, that's the heaviness, it would be light. It's not. The yoke is easy. In other words, my belief about the word of God is easy. It's simple for you to understand. And he says, take my yoke upon you. Take my belief upon you. My belief of what the word of God says. Not what the Pharisees and the Sadducees say that the word of God means. But he says, take upon my yoke. He says, take upon my belief of what the word of God says. You know, there's a lot of controversy about the teaching of saying that, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. A lot of controversy about that. They'll say, that's not in Scripture, that's not the Word of God. Uh, we twist Scripture and everything like that. But there's times that we feel that we have more than we can handle. But God is always, always there with you. He said He'd never leave us, and he would never forsake us. And I believe, I really believe, he's not going to give us more than we can handle because he would not have us consumed. I see how he was with Job. It was terrible, all the things that happened to Job, and you were saying, oh, that's more than he could handle. No, it wasn't. Because you know what? Job came out in the end, didn't he? God restored everything to him. God never gives up on us. He never gives up. He never leaves us alone. No matter where you are, you cannot hide from God's presence. God is with you every day of your life. But more than that, He wants to be the Lord of your life. And He doesn't want you to have all these things weighing you down all these things burdening you. Because when we're weary and we're burdened, guess what? We're ineffective. And that's right where the enemy wants to find you. He wants you to be ineffective for the kingdom of God. He wants you to worry about things and situations and problems. We've got to get beyond that and say, Lord, they're yours. Because God, I can't do anything about this. I can't change it. In closing, I want to read Galatians chapter 6. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6 and we'll read verses 9 and 10. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Don't grow weary in doing good. Sometimes you ever think that, man, you know, I've done this right, I've done this right, I've been good to this person, I've been good to this person, and look at the garbage that's happening to me. I'm not going to be nice to anybody anymore. It just doesn't pay to be nice. It just doesn't pay to do good things anymore. You ever been there? Yeah. 
That's exactly what the enemy wants you to believe. That's a lie. Don't get weary of doing good. We don't do good for us. We don't do good because we want to get back. We do good because we're a reflection of Jesus Christ. We do good because our God is good. That's why we do good. And you know what? Love your enemy. Oh, now, wait a minute. Preacher, you've gone off the deep end here. Yeah, we're to love our enemies. Doesn't mean I'm going to go sit down and have supper with them. Okay? <laughs> but I have to love them. And you know what? If my enemy's hungry, it says feed them. If they're cold, give them your coat. That's tough, isn't it? Mm, that's, see, that's exactly what it does. When you do that, it says you heap coals on their head. And we don't do it for that reason. Well, I'm going to do good to them just so they can feel guilty. That doesn't work. But you do good because God tells us to do good. <coughs> See, when we don't do that, then we start carrying things we're not supposed to carry. We carry anger. We carry bitterness. We carry unforgetfulness. And it's those things that will that will keep you from the presence of God. And unforgiveness is the biggest, probably, of them all. That's what just kills the body of Christ because we hold stuff against people when we don't have the right to hold it against them. <coughs> but God, <coughs> Jesus, is calling out to you again today. He's looking at each and every one of you right in the eye, and he's saying, come. Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. That means he will. Come, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And that's the call I'm putting out to each and every one of you right now. Do not let pride stop you. Do not let your anger stop you. I say to you right now, come. Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And let Jesus Christ give you the rest in your spirit and your flesh that you need today. Give all of your cares to him. Why? Because he cares you maybe like I said you just you don't know Jesus as your savior that's step one today come we'll pray with you and you can be forgiven of your sins and Jesus Christ will become Lord when what a difference that will make in your life it will change you scripture says it transforms us by the renewing of our minds you know, we have so many hurts. We have so many disappointments. We have so many problems. But Jesus is calling out to you right now, and he's saying, come.
So I want you to do just that. Respond to the call that he's giving you today. Get up out of your seat and just come down here and let him give you rest. Maybe find him as your savior. Let him bring you healing today. Whether you need healing physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, whatever, the, whatever it is. He's saying to you today, come. 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 Who's going to be the first one? Look at that. It's always the hardest to get the first one to come. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Don't sit there and be miserable because you know you are. Amen? Are you tired of being tired? Are you tired of being sick? Are you tired of being burdened? Are you tired of being heavy laden? Are you tired of being worry, weary? Come. Come. And let him give you rest. Come. Find a place. Find a place. Come. Let today be the day of your healing. Amen? Let today be the day of your deliverance. Come. Come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.